Welcome back, welcome back to another segment of Pretty Women Pray Too. I pray that your house is blessed. I pray that this coronavirus has passed you by. That this virus has passed you by according to Psalms 91. It will not come nigh your dwelling. And God is not a man that he should lie. If God said it, then that's that. His word is settled in heaven forever. The earth will pass away, but not the word of God. If you want to take anything to the bank, you can bank on the word of God. If Jesus said that his word is settled in heaven and in earth, then that is that. God said that my word will not go out void and return unto me unaccomplished. So you have to know that even in a time of crisis, in a time of troubles and tribulation, even in a time of sin, that God's word is still settled. Even in a time of weakness, God's word is still settled. But today we're just going to be talking a little bit about grace. We're going to be talking a little bit about grace because a lot of time when we come into Christianity or when we come into our new life, we have this tendency of our own working out our own salvation or establishing our own righteousness. And I don't think that I'm only guilty of this, but there are so many Christians who don't understand the grace of God. And I will say that I have been guilty of really not getting it. Really, I I wouldn't say not getting it, but really not understanding it to a T. Because a lot of times we as individuals, we think that We can establish our own righteousness by saying, well, I'm not going to do this, this, and that. And then when we fall, we become condemned and uh, we don't want to approach God or, you know, it's, and and, and I'm not saying this or I'm not um, talking to you about grace to use it as a maliciousness of sin. So, People can continue to sin, but I really need for you, pretty women, or whoever's listening, to understand this grace thing, this grace walk. Can I give you a little bit of grace therapy today? Is that okay? Is that okay if I give you a little bit of grace therapy? So you may say, well, woman of God, sister, dear friend... I really don't understand grace. You know, I really struggle with understanding grace. Well, sister, you're not the only one who understands spiritual liberty. How many know that grace, hallelujah, is spiritual liberty? See, grace is something that has came and liberated us from the law of death. Hallelujah. For the wages of sin is death, 
But the gift of God is everlasting life to all them who believe on the name of Jesus. Now that's the good news, that he died. He was delivered for our offenses. And he had risen for our justification. And you may not understand this, this gospel, but I am not ashamed of the gospel. For the for the for the power of the gospel is salvation to all them who believe. All them who believes, okay? I'm going to try to take my time on this message because this is something that's really near and dear to me because a lot of times when you're serving Christ or when you're trying to walk up before God, you have a tendency of being self-righteous. How many have that tendency of being self-righteous? Oh, I pay my tithes. Oh, I don't fornicate. Oh, I don't smoke. Oh, I don't drink. Oh, I am holy. But then, when you begin to walk and you begin to, you know, begin to establish your own righteousness, when you begin to boast, when you begin to boast, it's me, it's me, it's it's I'm doing this, I'm doing this on my own. When the Bible tells us that there is no good thing that dwells in this flesh, there's no good thing. So, so we cannot establish our own righteousness by saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Because how many know that sin is like cancer? If you don't know that, then you will know it after this podcast, after this episode. Sin is cancerous, not only to an individual, not only to a ethnic group, not only to a culture, but sin is worse than the coronavirus. Did you know that? Sin is not only a pandemic, but sin is something that has reached beyond the surface of the world. Sin has reached deep into the cores of the soul of man, and now they have become sick. Sin is that thing that spreads throughout the whole world and it affects the whole world. If you would ask Adam, the first man, it was sin, the deadliest disease, or was it the coronavirus? Now, we have it that no man understands this virus to a T. Come on, somebody. They have not found a cure, neither have they found a vaccination. So all men can get the corona if that should happen. Because the coronavirus is spreading throughout the region, throughout coast to coast, somebody. 
But everyone is frantic about the coronavirus and everyone wants to isolate. But what happened when God said, come out from among them and be ye separate. See, see, we have this thing twisted, okay, somebody? See, sin is more deadlier than the corona. So you will have it that Adam being the first man sinned and death had passed on the entire world. Okay? Because you see when viruses and, and, and diseases come up, that means someone did something they had no business. And I'm speaking on this from a medical perspective and from a biblical perspective. Not every case, but I was saying 99% of the time. And I would leave that other 1% from Jesus when Jesus wanted to be glorified through healing a blind man or, or someone from birth in that sort of speak, but 99% of the time we get sick because we have transgressed the law. Things happen because we have committed iniquity and things of their nature. But thanks be to God that the first Adam bringing death upon the whole world, then we have a second Adam who was not created by, 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 by natural instincts like Adam was created. He was not, God, Jesus was created a spirit, somebody. Jesus was the second Adam and he became our sacrifice, our atonement, our propitiation of sin, meaning that Jesus died so you can be delivered from the wrath of God, somebody. Because we were guilty, all guilty, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. That's the payment. So God being the ultimate payment for you and your family to all them who believe on Jesus. So how are you going to get this grace? If grace is God's unmerited favor, if grace is God's riches, at Christ's expense, then how are you going to pay it by trying to walk upright? No, let me tell you something. You cannot do any good thing. The reason you're doing any good thing is because of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside. That lives on the inside. So before we get to, uh, to this, uh, I would like for you to understand that grace has nothing to do with you. Grace has everything to do with God. Grace has everything to do with God's unmerited favor, undeserved favor toward you. That God becoming in like manner of man, that God had to make himself a sacrifice. Worse and for all for your sins. For your sins. That's why there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. Wow, we're going to get into this message. See, th this is just a message that, man, you could you could just sit here for eight hours and just teach this thing, running through the scriptures about grace. But I need you to understand that when you become saved, 
listen, do not fall into Phariseeism. Okay, you might say, well, it's Phariseeism. Well, I probably just made up that word, but <laughs> do not become a Pharisee, okay? What is a Pharisee? A Pharisee is someone who lived the law. A Pharisee did not believe in the grace of God. They believed that they would have to establish their own work by obeying the law. I'm not telling you to not walk upright. I'm telling you that there is no boasting, okay? You cannot do anything to, to gain salvation, okay? Salvation is a faith thing. It's not a work thing, somebody. So remember that. Remember that on your journey. Grace is not a work thing, but grace is a faith thing. Believing in the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross. So, therefore, can nobody say you're going to hell because you didn't pay your tithes? You're going to hell, and that's the righteous thing to do, to pay your tithes, okay? But I need you to understand this, okay? Because this is not my gospel, okay? This is the gospel that was delivered unto me, to deliver to all men. So I can't try to make up my own doctrine to teach somebody because it will become false doctrine. No, you will not go to hell for not paying your tithes, okay? So, so whatever you believe in, that's what's going to be established. So how about today? We're going to believe in what Jesus said. No, you're not going to go to hell for doing certain things. Okay. No, I mean, hell, hell shouldn't even be on the mind of a child of God. If they are believing in the sacrifice of what Jesus had did. Oh, somebody. Somebody, they don't want to hear this. You know why? Because, because if you tell people the truth, they won't be condemned. See, lies control people. So, so certain ministers don't want people to walk in the grace of God. Some people don't want people to experience spiritual liberty. That no matter what I do, God still love me. No matter what I do, God still going to be there for me. No matter what I do, I can never be a reprobate. Why? Because I believe in the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now, if that ain't no good news, then I don't know what it is. I'm about to, man, run through this house. Somebody... Because you have to understand the riches of grace. You have to understand that God shall supply all your need because of the grace of God. Because of grace. So how many know that if you hungry, grace going to feed you without no money? How many know if you sick, grace going to heal you without any money? Somebody about to call on the name of Jesus. I'm talking about who? His grace is rich. How many know that? I need you to know this. That's why he's able to supply all your needs. Because even though this world is going to, through a shift, even though this world is going through a scorch, a famine, or whatever you may call it, but how many know that there's riches in glory? How many know that there's riches in Christ Jesus? He'll never be bankrupt. Heaven will never go out of business. Come on, somebody. His blood will never run out. That's why he said, my grace is sufficient unto you. His grace in a time of need. Man. See, I'll be ready to read these scriptures, but sometimes I can't. See, I'm not a teacher, okay, you guys? So I cannot, 
I could read the word of God, but I can't sit down and teach. I need to talk this thing. I need to preach this thing. God, okay, if that's okay, if that's okay. But we're going to get into some scriptures, but I need to tell you what is on the mind of Christ this morning. Okay, somebody, he said, my blood, it's my blood, it's my blood, it's my blood, who had made propitiation for you. Okay? It's my blood. I don't know what you're going through right now, but whatever it is, the blood can cover it. Whatever it is, the blood can redeem it. Whatever you have lost, the blood can restore it. If there be a sickness by his blood, by his stripes, you are whole. You are made new. Come on, somebody. It's the blood who redeemed you from the curse. Huh. The curse of what? The curse of the law. It's the blood. You may say, well, I don't understand this curse of the law. Well, 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 keep living. Keep living. Don't pay your bills. You'll understand the curse of the law. That 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 when 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 you supposed to be getting evicted right now, God grace came and covered you to give you enough time to come up with the money. That's the blood. This stuff don't happen just by happenstance. Come on now. He paid it all. Somebody. Just because you don't have everything all at once, a big mansion, a big coin, big this, 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 don't mean that God ain't working. Baby, he shall supply all your needs. Come on, somebody. Because of the blood. The CC, see, the blood just did not deal with sin. Somebody. The blood just didn't defeat hell. Come on, somebody. But the blood paid it all. So if you got health issues, the blood, somebody. The blood, somebody. The blood, somebody. The blood, somebody. The blood of Jesus. That's why you got to get this thing. That's why you have to understand this thing. That's why you cannot go around establishing your own righteousness, somebody. Because it is the blood, okay, somebody? Woo! Now can't nobody look at you when you fail. See, one thing about the grace of God. When I was reading um, in Luke, okay? I was reading in Luke um, chapter 2, verse 20. When Jesus, you know was a child and it said that the grace this child he grew and he waxed in the knowledge of God you know so grace empowers men to grow because you got to understand that it is the grace of God that leaded men to repenting somebody see see it's the goodness of God because have you ever been in a situation where you know you was just wretched <laughs> when you know that even though you're trying to call on the name of Jesus, but you so wretched. And, and, and somebody tell you that you're going to die and go to hell because of your wretchedness. Or you exempt from this promise because of your sin. Hold on, hold on. Let's start right there. Let, let me back back. Somebody have told you you are exempt from the promise of salvation because of your sin. When God came and put it in place because of your sin. Come on, somebody, don't let nobody talk you out of salvation. See, see, and that's a reason why a lot of people stay on drugs. That's a reason why a lot of people stay at the strip clubs. That's a reason why a lot of people stay in bondage. Because don't nobody really want to preach the good news. Don't nobody really want to preach this gospel. Man, it ain't what you did. It's what he did, somebody. 
Let me say that again. It ain't what you did, it's what he did. You don't think God hand, you think God hand short, he can't save? Come on, somebody. God had already established righteousness <laughs> through his blood. We don't wanna, we don't really wanna preach that though, do we? We don't, we don't really wanna preach that. We want to preach, oh, well, if you fall, you going to hell. Don't backslide. Don't do this stuff. Oh, Jesus. If I believe these lying preachers, if I believe this, this, this workless, this, this working grace, this working work, because works is not grace, works is work. If I believe that, then God, I'm going to fall because you got to understand that sin is a cancer. Sin is a cancer. So Adam had passed death on all men. It ain't my fault that I was born into sin and shaping in the, uh, into iniquity. So why would God punish you for another man's offense? Come on, somebody. But he had made a way of escape from the wrath of God to come on all them who are disobedient and unbelief in the truth. You know? You know, he had made a way. He had made a way. He had made a way. I need you to not be condemned, okay? Women of God, don't be condemned. You know, we cannot establish our own righteousness. And sometimes I understand, even I have this problem where some days I don't even want to wear makeup and I want to wear my head rags and a dress thinking I'm some holy thing when the Bible tells me that my righteousness is as a, that my sin, my, my righteousness as a filthy rag. Come on, somebody. What kind of righteousness can I offer of God, up God? When he don't even see me, he better be seeing the blood. Because if the blood not applied to my life and he see my own righteousness, oh, buddy, here comes the wrath of God and the curse. So you may be cursed today because you are going about trying to establish your own righteousness as a Pharisee had did instead of believing in the finished work on the cross. We're going to have grace therapy here. We're going to just have grace therapy because I believe this is the most essential doctrine of the Bible. This is the good doctrine, okay? This is the good doctrine that Jesus died for you. That Jesus was delivered for your offenses. And that Jesus was risen for your justification. How many know that Jesus did not only die... But Jesus was in the, 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 the belly of earth for three days. What is the belly of earth? you like, sister, what are you talking about? You, you didn't know that Jesus, just like Jonah, was in the belly of the well in hell for three days? That Christ was in the middle of the earth in hell for you? So when Jesus died and gave up the earth, um, gave up the ghost, you think he just went up? No, he had to go down. Come on, somebody. Why did he have to go down? Because he had to suffer the ultimate penalty for you. So don't let these witches, warlocks, evil preachers, evil pastors tell you that you're going to hell. Okay? Because sometimes uh, I I find myself preaching a a different doctrine, which is not a doctrine of God. What is the doctrine of Christ? What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news. 
Don't bring me no bad news telling me I'm going to hell when I'm already living on hell on earth. I don't need no bad news today when my mama got cancer and when my daughter just got raped. I don't need no bad news today when I'm sicker than sick. Somebody ought to shout to glory to God. I don't need no bad news telling me that this curse is going to take me out. But what is the power of his blood? What is his resurrection? I know that if Christ died and went down to hell for me and he rose with all power in his hand on the third day, then I know that Jesus Christ will deliver me from this body of death. Somebody bring me the good news. Somebody tell me the good news. Because if I depended on my flesh, oh, I'll be miserable. Jesus, Jesus, say, say, say. He's able. He's able to save, okay, somebody? See, see. See, okay, let's see. We're getting too far away from time, but... Let me sum it all up, okay? In Romans chapter 7, okay? Who see, this is what I'm saying. See, when you aren't having fun with this thing, time just slips away. But to sum it up, we have a couple of minutes, ladies, and I don't wanna, I wanna be obedient to my time. So in Jeremiah 13, 23, the Bible asks us this question. Can an Ethiopian change his skin or the leper his spots? We know cannot eat the up and change the skin, neither leopard is spots. So then Jeremiah asks, so how neither can you do good who are accustomed of doing evil? So that right there tells you that this sin thing has to be dealt with, not by human knowledge, not just by stopping. It needs some inward work, okay? The inward work of faith by believing in Jesus so he could give you the Holy Ghost that is the gospel. I can't make nothing up on my own. It's in the word, you know, because I can't tell you to do X, Y, and Z, them your works. No, I need the blood. I need something that was already in line planned for my sins because this 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 sin is cancerous. Then, then let me tell you what Paul said, baby, this was good to me, my soul, because a lot of times we struggle as ministers with this grace thing, but this is a little grace therapy for your soul. Okay, so we, we read in Jeremiah that you can't do nothing about changing your spots or your sin, that's them sin spots. So then, um, the Apostle Paul said, for that which I do, I'm in um, Romans chapter 7, starting at verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent into the law that it is good. The law is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For two will is present with me. But how to f- perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not. But the evil which I would not that I do. Now if I do that I would not. It is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me. So this sin thing have to be dealt with. And how are you going to deal with this sin thing? You got to believe in Jesus and then according to Hebrews 4 and 6 
16. Come on, somebody. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need because we have a great high priest, Jesus. He's not only the sacrifice of the atonement for our sin, but he is the great high priest. Every time we fall, he's there atoning. Every time propitiating our sin. Every time being our advocate. In John 2 and 2, the Bible tells us that he, he don't want you to sin, but if you do sin, then we have an advocate with the Father. We have an advocate with the Father. The advocate with the Father is Jesus Christ. He is the mediator between man and God. So he is our great high priest. So every time you sin, you need to go boldly to the throne of grace. How many know that the throne of grace, grace is the throne. Grace is our dominion. So every time the devil try to come, you need to go boldly to the throne of grace. When you fall, when you slip up, go boldly to the throne of grace. You know why you need to go boldly? Boldly to the throne of grace so your sins could be blotted out. That's why in chapter, um, that's why um, Paul began to tell us there is now no condemnation because he understood this grace thing. Didn't nobody else understand grace? Paul understood grace because he was a teacher of the law. Come on, somebody. And he understood that this teaching was rigorously. He understood that he couldn't even really keep the law because when he understood what Christ did, he knew that he was free. And that's why Paul, the apostle, began to public publish all these books because he understood he was, he was a man up under the law. Okay. So you have to understand, according to 1 John 4 and 10, that Jesus is the propitiation of our sin. He is the atonement, okay, somebody? So you need to run boldly. You need to run boldly to the throne of grace. Salvation is by grace and not of works. So neither, no one can boast. No one can boast. Boasting is trying to be proud and said, I did it, I did it. No, Jesus did it. And you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind, that it is by grace that we're saved and not by works by faith in Jesus Christ and in Christ alone he did it he finished it so don't be condemned you walk out your salvation with God let the Holy Ghost uh, rejuvenate you um, renew your mind that's how you will become holy it's by the Holy Ghost okay by yielding your members unto God so y'all have a wonderful day and remember that there is now no condemnation in Jesus name